to Karma San Diego podcast, where we talk all things San Diego awareness, activism, and ourselves. <laughs> My name is Kelly, and I'm Adriana, and we want to give you a warm welcome to our show. Sit back, relax, and grab yourself a creature comfort, and we'll do the same. What's up? What's up, Kelly? Hi. Um... So today's episode, I like even took notes for because I'm <gasps> so excited. Episode number three. We had to go out of our way to not see each other for a whole week for this excitement. I know. It was I, a conscious effort to not see one another. It was kind of tough to be like, okay, I can't tell you 80% of what's going on <laughs> in my brain because yeah, I yeah. want to tell you on the podcast and now I'm starting to think like, was it funny in the first place? Is it even that funny? We're going to find out. I had to let it sit for a couple of days. It's okay. We always got something up our um, little pocket sleeve. I don't even have sleeves on. <laughs> we are actually sleeveless. <laughs> got a little something up my sleeve, and I'm not wearing a shirt. That's what we got up our sleeve. Uh, so today, um, we are going to be smoking some of my favorite pre-roll joints tell me more dude i love this company like straight up love this company they don't even sponsor us i want them to really badly but they don't i'm looking at a little tiny cute match box it's called pure beauty it's really cute and quaint and it comes with 10 tiny tiny joints oh it slides open like a matchbook yeah cute and they're tiny they're like little half hitter joints yeah really cute it's great because not only can you get just, like, a fresh-ass joint and you don't have to, like, start a new one halfway through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... How many times do you have a half joint of poop? Yeah, you... it's just kind of gross <laughs> after a while. So, instead, it comes with these ten adorable little guys. And so on top cute. of it, it's owned by women. This is so a women-owned company. It's so badass. I just... So, what did you pick it up? Did you get it delivered? How did this happen? It was delivered by my boyfriend. That's great. He brought so it So, go me. to your local dispensaries to yes. get, acquire Pure Beauty. Yes. Super I cool. that they are available in most dispensaries. That are around. There's only a couple right now. Yeah, there so aren't Google a ton. Uh, this brand is in a... Uh, sorry, brain fart. This brand <laughs> is in a medical uh, pot shop. So... It's not going to be yeah. recreational, so you will have to have a medical card. So they often call that an MMJ, a medical marijuana type card, or just marijuana as an abbreviation, which is kind of ironic. But I know, right? Um, that you can get essentially a prescription for. Now it's specific uh, dispensaries. So the place that I get delivery is also like it has the word meds in it, and they don't do recreational delivery. So. I'm glad to not know that scene because it's been so difficult getting weed always in San Diego up until recently. So having your medicinal marijuana card is a game changer. I know I need to get a new one. Mine has expired. This is a great segue into our theme for today, which is called the customer is not always right. It's so true. It's about Um, customer service. I worked at a, medicinal marijuana prescription store. And I don't know what to call that. And we've worked customer service our entire lives. Customer service, mm. by definition of myself, is somebody who provides a service. Whether you are working in retail, you are working in mm. 
a hotel. You are working in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You are working in a bar. You're mm-hmm. working at Hallmark. You are providing Hotels. a service. So you all know about customer service. Mm-hmm. And we know about customer service because we've worked a lot of funky-ass jobs. A lot. And uh, before we start our... Um, customer service i have some blunt history for you i'm so excited this is the best episode most (laughs) well-rounded okay so i did some research i actually kind of knew this but i wanted to like be 100 percent first i did some research on restaurants and the very first like modern restaurant okay let's Let's go way, way back to 1100 AD. I honestly don't know how to say that in real time. What is that? 1100 AD? 1100 AD. 1100 AD? Okay. 1100. 10th century, so why don't you just get real confused? I know, right? So that's pretty much when, like, restaurants were a thing, but it wasn't ever called a restaurant. It was probably more of, like, a dining hall situation because of just the way society is. But in... 1765 is when the very first modern restaurant was open in Paris. And Oof, that makes sense. I'm going to totally butcher this because I don't speak French, but the guy's name is Boulanger. Well, I pretend Boulanger. to speak French. What am I looking at? This one right here. <laughs> Let me try. <laughs> Boulanger. That. It looks like he's bougie. Bougie He's a guy. boulder. A bougie boulder. Boulangar. Well, Boulangar. he was a soup vendor for many moons. And he was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start my own biz. And he started a restaurant selling soups and did oh a great job. God. And was doing so great that he opened a luxury restaurant. Like a s- luxury soup store. Just luxury <laughs> air ting. Mm. In 1782, he was crushing the game. Wow. He started hiring servers. He started wow. having wine cellars in his place. He hired the best of the best cooks because this was happening after the French Revolution. So people had hired staff. It's a very common thing that has been a part of our, our livelihood, our human race for as long as I can... Yeah. Learn about? I don't know. Um, it's obviously this true beauty's kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> and, there's um, always been people in place where luxury in the form of you not having to do manual labor all day long in some way, shape, yes. or form. Yes, exactly. So because of the French Revolution, uh, a lot of people were either not rehiring back the staff. Mm. Uh, a lot of money was, you know, Being put towards other things. So a lot of people were out of jobs. So they're looking for jobs. And Mm. a lot of these chefs, a lot of these um, server type uh, maids, perhaps, they're all looking for jobs. And they've all been in this service industry for a long time. Well, in 1804, in Paris, 500 restaurants opened due to the lack of hiring in residences. So that's our little like blunt history. And that kind of just gives us an idea of like how people treat people in a service industry type jobs. There's just this stemmed. Wow. um, Perceived uh, idea that you can treat that person however the fuck you want because you're paying them. 
to do mm. that. And I don't Love know about you, Kelly, but I'm about to say it right now. We've said it already in the title of the show. The customer is not always right. No. And as a server and bartender for over 10 years, I want to just say when somebody is rude to me and says whatever they say and then follow it up by, but please don't spit in my food. Uh That's where I draw the line. Because clearly you know you're being an asshole. Clearly you know that you deserve that your food to get spit on. Exactly. And the fact that that went through your brain makes me realize you're a shitty person. And no, I'm not going to spit in your food because that's gross. (laughs) But um, I'm going to give you really, really good service. And I'm going to kill you with kindness. And I'm going to smile. And I'm going to outsmart you at the end. Because guess what? I'm taking all your money at the end of the day. Okay, right. honey. Which tips. So uh, that was my little blah history. We can get I into love the that you nitty gritty. Like painted the climate, like the economic type climate. I think it's really important to note. Well, so if people, do you? I don't even want to tell everyone what's going on because I handled this issue last. I'm gonna fucking kill week. this lighter. So it's not the lighter's problem. I threw that fucking lighter out last week, and so Adriana is very angry because she can't light the very weed in which she brought. Because that lighter's done so. I don't know how Justin made it work. It's one of those things where you bitch about something not working, and then you hand it to your man, and then it works no problem. They're like, what are you talking about? It just... Look at all this fire just flaming out of out of it. But I think the climate is like really important to point out in France is where I was going in Paris because maybe people couldn't afford to have like full time staff, but they could afford to go out for a meal. You know, they didn't have a full budget for people that can live in help, but they wanted to have a little freedom, a little taste to be alive. Exactly. And then, too, that makes sense that they were then treated like garbage. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's worse in the States than it is in Europe. Who's to say? But I think the idea of tipping has really made somebody feel more entitled because I've definitely experienced people saying, like, oh, you'll get a really big tip, you know, like, we're good tippers, and that's always, like, the kiss of death, you know, because you're just, like... Anyone who flashes their money in front of you and then doesn't give it to you is a big red flag. Oh, my God. (laughs) You should see the curtains in this room. They're just bright red, and it's just all the flags. We are matadors with curtains blowing out the window, Mm -hmm. bright red, from Ikea, you know the kind. You know. They're like the light blocking out curtains. It's a nice... uh, So I just kind of wanted to like paint that picture for us because we're going to talk about good stuff and bad stuff that has happened. And I don't know about you, Kelly, but... (laughs) This my love language is like straight up service, like acts of service. Totally. And uh, I like to give people things. Same. I like to see happiness. I like to give it and receive it. I don't necessarily need to receive. I really, really like to give people presents. I like to make food and just give it away. I what love- is your risk? If that's your giving love language, then what's I don't even remember all five. But I guess the point I is, guess like, that's my, the way you show, that's I guess the way you show your love. Receiving love language would have to be, like, words of affirmation. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty Those legit. are the two that I remember, because I mm-hmm. always kind of floated between those two, and then there's another mm-hmm. one that I liked, which is, like, 
one-on-one -on -one time or something Yeah, I like one-on-one -on -one time, words I of affirmation. I need to be like, you need to constantly remind me that you like me or else I just immediately go down a black hole. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes. No, I need you to feed me. <laughs> yeah, and so I do. And I, it's what I do. It's like ingrained in me. My dad is like this. My mom is like this. Well, that's this. the perfect, the it perfectly makes sense that the first question I wanted to ask you is what was your very first job and you got it straight from your parents I mean Yo. yeah so my first job are you ready I'm, I'm oh okay buckled. so let's go back to 1997 or 8 7 I'm 8 years old <laughs> <clears throat> imagine I'm going to paint you a beautiful painting right now everybody imagine <laughs> close your eyes my big fat greek wedding but mm. she's italian except <laughs> instead of greek that's my life that's like honestly all you need to know i was i also have to point out the accent that comes with this which justin calls a an ancient Italian man, I think, <laughs> but it's pretty close. We're not sure what the accent is or where it originates, but we both suffer from it. I don't know. It's like a, an awkward tick that awkward we have stuff. back in the day. Everyone knows it's our accent, though. Like everyone knows, and you're all just gonna know about it now. And hopefully, everyone just starts talking like we're all out of breath. I think it's because if I you talk could so much. recognize the dialect, feel free to enlighten us. Yes, please, <laughs> please call me if you're from this town. <laughs> Uh, so my parents bought a restaurant when I was eight and, uh, a week later, uh, I was just running the show <laughs> essentially, um, going to work with briefcases, trays of lasagna, signing oh in invoices, really just oh my gosh. fifth grade, just fucking. Did you have to refill Parmesan containers? Bitch. You have to empty them, wash them, refill them. Oh. Everything. Everything. They get gnarly, dog. Everything. So the so first like, part's not, not true. Not only did I do that, I did it every day. Yeah. No, the first part of that's <laughs> not true. I definitely was not bringing invoices to work, but I was bringing <laughs> trays of lasagna to school. That is for dang sure. I was definitely that kid who like needed to use the microwave to microwave her manicotti. Like, <laughs> like every day I was like, please, can I use the microwave? I need to warm up my espresso and my manicotti for lunch. Um, oh, but yeah, my parents owned God. a restaurant and I grew up in that restaurant. I learned how to <laughs> pretty much do everything. I learned how to cook. I learned how to waitress. I learned, we didn't have a, a liquor license, but we had a beer and wine license. So, um, I learned a little bit about beer and wine that, at the time. That seems suitable for Italians. Oh yeah, it's perfect. You can get plastered on wine. Did you have those decorative bottles with wood, wooden the Chianti bottles. tutus around mm -hmm. them? The Chianti bottles, Teach yeah. Teach me. Chianti? Chianti. Chianti. It's spelled C-H-I-A-N-T-E. So like when you walk into Borelli's and it's hanging off the ceiling, those yeah. are Chianti bottles. Yes. They sell them at Trader Joe's for like six bucks. Really? Yeah. I almost bought one the other day. They're pretty cute. They're adorable. You had an iconic Italian experience and kitchen very and much so does, and that's the way. like how i learned how to cook that's how i that's how not your nana's was born like straight up um so rad i learned how to do everything and then um 
my family closed their business when I was 19. So from 8 to 19, pretty, pretty much your entire, like, childhood, like, growing years of, like, becoming a person, really. You learned how to run a motherfucking I learned how to run a business. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was my first job, and it only just went through the roof from there. Do you ever find that you learn so much about someone based off of their first job? Like, hell fucking yes. I think we should add that question for um, our next episode. We're going to be interviewing a near and dear. Um, We're going to be interviewing someone every like fourth episode. I think we should ask them what their first job was. Excellent question. It's really good. Well, you know what? It's tough too, because I think everyone always kind of kind of has jobs before they have their official job. So I could say I babysat for like four years before no, I got... let's just say on the books job. I'm going like job. Okay, so my first job, 16 years old, sprightly, I worked for a surf shop. And... Yes! My first day, that seatbelt you took off, put it back on. My first day for shift, down. I'm working the fitting room. Have I told you this story? I don't know is who I think is in this story in this story. Probably, but we're going to omit him from the story. We'll talk about you later. You know who you are. Winky, winky face. <laughs> we're trying not to name drop, but it might happen. Chad. No, <laughs> I'm dead. But There's was... no one named Chad in this story. <laughs> <laughs> Work in the fitting room. And if you've ever worked a fitting room. At a surf, I have not. At so. a surf shop. Okay, so when you go to any fitting room, it's just like, let's just think about Nordstrom Rack or wherever the furk. You walk in with your things on your hanger, the person counts, they give you a number, they give you a room, and you go in. Well, this couple was having sex mm. in the handicap room. Wow, that's impressive. That was a very open store. And there was no, like, that has never privacy. happened and never happened since. I swear it was my first day. And they walk and they left a mess oh, inside no. the board shorts with like the tags on them and everything. Are you serious? So when people oh are done the fitting room, they leave because you know people leave fitting rooms like a garbage chute. Yes, just like just, restaurants. Yeah, because we're going to get into the entitled part of why the customer's not always right and why this horrible culture just thinks that you can just fucking be garbage people because yeah. you're giving them your money. Exactly. And no one ever explained to you that there are middlemen. Like, yeah. you don't... The the elite 1% are untouchable. So when you think you're fucking over someone, you're actually just fucking over the people, like... That on, are just the like The lay you. people that are just like you. And mm-hmm. I know you think you're taking a hit to the man, but, like, I'm so sorry, but, like, you're not. Steal from them instead. Don't yeah. fuck up the hotel room. Yeah, you're talking to the yeah for <laughs> that poor real. maid is gonna have to deal with yeah, all that's that a, gosh what a good example exactly well yeah because who's cleaning up jizz board shorts kelly kelly at well, 16 well actually i swear <laughs> it was like me i was like assigned someone like i was shadowing them all day so we mm. had to figure out like what to do and i was fu- i was fucking mortified why. y'all like i was like i 16 need, i can't even imagine i need holy water holy in my God. ear eye I holes did. like just such a little babe oh my god and so you have to like scan them to put them in like a plastic bag to send back to like the warehouse mm-hmm. because shit happens. And that was my first day. I was terrified. And um, also to all you bitches who take the plastic panty liner off of your bikini and stick it on the wall. Oh, what? What is wrong with you? Look, I get the plastic thing is gross. There's typically a trash can in every fitting room. Or you keep your underwear on if you're really, like, if you have a problem with your hoo-ha touching a bathing suit from a store, which 
you probably should have, you should come prepared. When you go shoe shopping to Foot Locker, you bring your own sock. And yes, you can use their weird little hose ass freaky sock, but it's not <laughs> even how unfortunate soul. Yeah. Just <laughs> so I would we would every day, every shift, peel the bikini liners off of the fucking the ceiling, the wall, the bench, the mirror. And then people, when they stick in the trash can, they'll like stick it like not on the trash bag so that we could throw it out. So it's like on the plastic. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just horrendous. I had no idea. People are crazy with their bikinis. So that was disgusting. Would you say that's your worst customer service experience? No. What would you say is (laughs) like, what would you say is one of your worst customer service experiences? Gosh. Um, okay. Retail. I worked a lot of retail. I worked probably eight years of retail before I got into like maybe government contracting type field. So I was also 16 to, Ooh, I don't know though. Okay. So I got two to pick from. Tell a couple. Go for it. Okay. If you want. The first one is in retail. Some guy was like standing all smirk looking over a a rounder, which is like the round rack of clothes that goes in a 360 circle. And it normally has like small, medium, large like dividers. Mm -hmm. So I'm painting you a picture and it normally comes up to like chest height and then you can kind of see over it. And he was like looking over at like us at the counter, like smiling all weird. And so we were kind of like keeping our eyes on him, but we didn't really like he was just being weird. And he was like, put like he was like on the rounder, like he was like in the rounder. And I'm like, well, maybe he's like texting someone, or he's like waiting for someone, or like oh. there's also TVs in there, so maybe he's fucking watching, shredding the gnar. I don't know what's going on. So he leaves, and then we close the shop. He stuck his dick in the rounder and peed, <gasps> and he peed all over all of the clothes in what's the rounder. What's wrong with people? And then it then this was in Fashion Valley, wasn't it? UTC. Okay, yeah. I was like, these University are nice Town malls. Center. Yeah, La Jolla. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was kind of at the little, time. It was a little more gangsta at the time, but um, now because now. It's bougie as hell. It's, I, really it's so fancy. bougie. I don't even know how to get in. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know how I to get you in have there. To go in the Nordstrom to get inside. It's insane. I tried going there with uh, me and Justin. We're trying to meet up with our friend at Raised by Wolves, which is in UTC Mall. We were circling the parking lot for like 15 minutes. I swear to God, we what? literally could not find it. I was like, I don't know how to fucking enter it this It doesn't place. even look the same. It's No, very the parking lots we used to get rowdy in are like buildings now. It's like the Horton Plaza of it's entire super malls. fancy. I can still close my eyes and remember like the old ice cream ice rink days of UTC and I we were like next kind of to the ice rink so um, the food court's different all that shit Um, so what happened was we didn't notice that he had pissed on the floor for like probably over an hour so yeah and the pee ran down the floor so not only do we have to clean up the floor but then we had to send that whole rounder of t-shirts back and touch it and clean it and when you close uh, any retail store there's not many people you get like two closers and a manager and the manager Manager's busy, bro. Like the manager's closing the registers. The manager's like doing computer ass shit for like probably at least two hours if it's like a standard mall store. And then there's always three to five employees to either restock the shelves, but depending on if it's morning or night. Okay, anyone who's worked retail knows this. So the closing crew works like three and a half, four hours cleaning the store. That's my Putting nightmare. everything back to, oh, God, I loved it. Like <laughs> the, the perfect finger space between each um, <laughs> hanger. Or we would fold our t-shirts perfectly. Um, I loved those kinds of things. And merchandising. But yeah, someone pissing in the rounder was... 
Absolutely. One of the worst, like, things I had to do and directly have to clean up. Mm. And then as far as, like, sassy, bitchy-ass customers, I just feel like I have those every day. Yeah. I worked at Anthropology for a while, so we're talking. I'm a Rich. personal shopper for someone throwing their tissues on the floor. Like, let's be clear. Let's you be have clear. A, uh, do you have a really nice... Uh, customer service story like something that just like kind of changed your mind about people I have had someone tip me before Ooh. he knocked over a huge pile of jeans that were perfectly folded and felt really bad and I had to immediately go and pick them up and I really wasn't even phased but you know how much of a dick you feel like if you ha or have a soul and you knock something over it was like a very beautifully decorated thing and he was like let me tip you let me pay you and my manager was like standing there so I was like no sir don't give me your money you know <laughs> because you know I'm not she supposed to do that like Oliver Twist. <laughs> yeah, seriously, but I'm actually like winking. He thinks I'm having a seizure at the same time. Oh my God. So at the top of the pile of jeans, he slipped money into the oh, pocket of the jeans. Guy. He was really nice and sweet, and I obviously kept what a baller. it. It was really nice and Hell sweet. Yeah. And I felt like I deserved that. It was either a 10 or a 20. Fuck yeah. And bro. it was definitely when I was. You know, a teenager. So you definitely deserve that. Yo, remember when yeah. twenty dollars used to get you pretty far, dude? Get you a whole ass meal for one. <laughs> Wait, anymore. so I gotta ask you the very same question. We're new to reciprocating questions. Apparently, We've never we're done not it good before. at this. <laughs> we're <laughs> so bad at it. Oh my god. We don't even notice. That's the worst part. I know. And we listen to our podcast. We're like, wow, wow. We uh, suck at we're terrible friends. A lot of things. So, Adriana, <laughs> what is your customer service woe? Oh, uh, God. My heart's, like, racing just thinking about it. It's probably creepy. Um, Yeah, to be honest, uh, working downtown, there's a lot of, not downtown, just in general, um, working in a bar or a restaurant, um, just get to deal with a lot of creepy people. Um, you get to deal with a lot of stalkers. Um, I have been stalked a handful of times which is really uncomfortable and really sucks really bad. So let's be clear. There are people that are hired to work for the bar to walk you to where you need to go for your safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I used to, especially downtown because there was like security <clears throat> working all the time. Uh, get another one. Um, there was security always there, especially in the summertime when we were really busy. And I, um, would get escorted to my car and my car would sometimes be like 17 blocks away mm. and they would walk me 17 blocks to my fucking car. Whoever hires those people. I really appreciate you doing that by the way, because it really does give peace of mind to your employees. It, you know, that company is one of my favorite companies that I've ever worked for. Um, I love them. The owners are very dear friends of mine. Um, I am counting down the days when I can go to Lucy's to go drink it up in their bar oh and uh, see my homies again. And until then, I'm going to tell you my uh, favorite horror story. So I was working at a different bar. This was probably about a year or so ago. And I was the only server on and I had a male bartender slash manager because a lot of bars run... Uh, Pretty skeleton crew. Uh, if you have good staff, you can survive on stuff like that. You don't need to have a manager, a bartender, a server. Uh, if it's a pretty small establishment and you have really strong staff. 
So it's just me and the male bartender uh, and bar back. And I was talking to a table of like eight outside. And I was trying to get kind of their attention, just kind of, you know, settle them down a little bit. They're older, you know, in their like late 20s, early 30s, all of them. And I'm like trying to get all their drink orders. And one guy who's closest to me on my right hand side, oh my gosh, my heart is like racing oh telling God, the story so because sorry. it makes I feel like me. My heart races for you. Through it this. makes me Ugh. so sad that Ugh. people think that they can treat others this way. I was trying to get his attention and he wouldn't respond to me. So I was just like kind of like taking orders. I was like, okay, what would you like to drink? What would you like to drink? And he like just kept like kind of ignoring me, like just kind of doing his own thing. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to skip over you. And I like went, you know, down the line trying to get all the orders. And then I went back to him and I was like, hey, bro, like, what What can can I I get? get Like, what can I get for you? And I kind of tapped him. And I think I, my, my foot was like up on the, the table, the like bottom part of the table. Like the step. There's like a step for your feet. Cause it was like an outdoor thing. And I like tapped him a little bit and I had said, you know, what can I get for you? And he says, how about you go fuck yourself? Oh. And I was like, excuse me. And he said, you just hit my leg. I just got surgery on it and I have stitches. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so Sorry. What? I am so sorry. I did not I I didn't know. I'm so sorry. You know, and he was like, "Yeah, go fuck yourself." And I was like, "Okay. Ugh. Well, um Ugh. All right. Well, I'm just like not going to come back to this table. So if you guys want service, uh you're going to need to have a new server." And everybody at the table became like extremely apologetic towards this guy, John. And uh they like, were like, we're were so sorry, our friend is, like, such behalf. a dick. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's cool, man. I tell my manager the situation, and my manager was like, well, I'm too busy to handle it. Is this something that you can do on your own? Or is this something Oof. that you're going to need me to get away from me making money so that I can help you out? And that was a turning point in my life where I felt that oh. I didn't have anybody to go to. Um, I felt very like alone as like a woman in my job. I felt very alone as like an employee there. I didn't have anybody to go to and I had to just like. pretty fucking rude on both parties parts. Yeah, I had to really like suck it up and like take that table. I had to continue to take that table and like continue to be nice and swallow my pride and. Uh, it's like a double whammy because then you have to go back to the abuser. It was really, really tough. Him. And honestly, I, I probably have even worse stories, but that one just kind of resonates with me because of the way it made me feel by not only the my coworker, but by the customer. Yeah. And I made really good money off that table because every single person tipped me like ten dollars because they, they were they just like so, so overly apologetic towards their friend. And I, I was like, y'all need a new fucking friend. Yeah, I hate that he didn't even give you the opportunity to, like, just tell you. Like, hey, like, sorry, I wasn't ordering because... Yeah, he you, was just kind of being my, an ass. Like, and I've had to tell people things that they did on accident. And yeah. I, hate, I hate it. It's not the best. Yeah. But he didn't even give you an opportunity to just, like, tell you, like... I'm like, like, I know you didn't mean to, but you fucking stepped on my foot and it hurt, Yeah, And, you know, and there's, like, this sense of entitlement that comes with... 
people who frequent bars and become a quote unquote regular, they act a type of way like I'm That's better terrible. than you. I shouldn't have to show you my ID because everyone here knows me. I deserve a uh, discount because everyone here knows me. I come here For all the real. time um, and spend all of my money here and it's very appreciated and I love it. And I love that I have regulars because they're my friends. Like, you become my friend. Like, you don't become a customer to me. Like, for me... It's like, because you're becoming friends, that's why the bar is set high for you to be a good person. Exactly. So, so it has when to be you, reciprocated. Yeah, when you kind of tweak that and make it more of like... I'm a regular here. I deserve this. I deserve yeah, that. I'm entitled to something more than what other people get. I don't think that that is the proper mentality to go about, and that's kind of like circling back to um, hiring staff in your home. Like, I paid for you. You need to do this for me. And it's yes. like, to a degree, yes, we should be doing these things because it is our job. But when you make our job a living nightmare, then I don't want to do it. If you're clearly intoxicated and I cut you off, you can't call me a fucking bitch to my face. No. That's not my fault that you can't handle your alcohol, Mr. I just drink three ciders. Yeah. Like, honey, <laughs> oh. I do this for a living. Yeah. I know what you look like when you're drunk and when you're sober. And right now, you're so drunk, you're about to fall off your fucking stool. And guess what? If you choose to go to an establishment to get wasted, cool. that establishment has to take responsibility for mm -hmm. your drunk asshole. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to reciprocate your end of the deal then you shouldn't go to that establishment. Maybe this is a news flash for you that if you get wasted from a bar and then drive home immediately after, the system's so fucked that it's the restaurant's fault because yep. you got a problem. Yep, it's the bartender's fault for over-serving and they will go to jail. Because you don't know how to call Lyft because mm -hmm. you don't know how to get home anyway because other than Because you refuse to pay driving. for a Lyft because you live... A $40 car ride home. And, but then on top of that, you also don't trust people who are trying to help you. Mm -hmm. So it's like a multiple, because it's not, because they're like, hey man, like, can I call, that's what, that's what you guys say. Can I call you a ride? Oh, dude, you know, I had, I had the taxi service number yeah. memorized when I worked at San Diego Brewing Company because I had to call taxis all the freaking time because Uber wasn't a thing yet. Like, yeah. and I am so grateful to do that. I wish, I don't know, maybe one day if I ever get to open a restaurant, there should be just like a separate like amount of money on a cell phone somewhere and it's just like an Uber app yep. always available and it's like we will buy you a fucking Uber if no you live within what, 10 miles no questions asked you no with some creepy asked. guy here's a phone mm -hmm. you with some creepy girl mm -hmm. here's a phone you need to get home you need to leave your yeah. car here we'll take care of you mm -hmm. I and I, I am very grateful because high dive does act that way if uh someone is you know overly intoxicated <coughs> You know, buy them a lunch, buy yeah. them an appetizer, you know, let's give them a water, slow them down. You know, there's all of these tricks and pretend you're busy things that we do. <laughs> yeah. Pretend you're busy. Go get 10 more ranches for that other table. Like <laughs> yeah. we come up with these things to slow down service so that we don't have to resort to, you know, give me your keys. Being your mom and being your mom because you just turned into a toddler because you can't handle your Coors Light. 
So, and when you are, um, so since you are serving a server and you care about people and the parking lot faces where you're serving them. So mm -hmm. some places you just kind of never know. They leave and they go, but you, there are some restaurants where you're literally parked directly in front. You I can see you car. being drunk. I can see you having sex in the car mm -hmm. before you leave. Mm -hmm. All of these things. And, and you care about them. Yes. So, and because you've become my regular. So you're my friend. And you know, sorry, trigger warning too, but you have had customers that have had serious things happen to them from driving home intoxicated. Oh, yeah. Because they lied. Yep. And they get hurt. Yep. Very seriously hurt. It's very, it's very scary. It's a weird, um, weird world to be a part of. Um, I'm very, like I said earlier, it's part of my love language. I love being in the service industry because yeah. there are a lot of people who ruin it. <laughs> for everybody yeah. there really are some people and it sucks because you start to stereotype and it, you know every day you come into work with a mentality and then one or two people could fuck it up for you and you're yes. like see this is why it's this stereotype and you try not to create that and yes but then at the end of the day there's more good then there is bad. Totally. The war stories are just the ones that stick out the most because when you're busy, when you're stressed, <laughs> when you've got a million things going yes. on, the, o the only thing you're thinking about is the guy who's like bitching about his hot wings and the guy oh who's complaining about his burger and the guy who's complaining about this and the girls who are complaining about that. And so, you know, what we should do is best a best boss story. Mm -hmm. So I first one that came to mind is I had a manager who um, retail um, Thanksgiving God, in so Black Friday is like such a big deal. And on Black Friday, we always had to work on Thanksgiving. So I would normally have Thanksgiving with my family and then I would leave at like 8 or 9 p.m. And you work until Black Friday started. Dude, it was like. In our age, it was like th those 3 a.m. days, mm -hmm. those midnight days, mm -hmm. or like really early. So we all know it sucks. We all know it's crazy. We all show up on... So it's kind of a family feeling, too, because it's Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Your, your coworkers are your homies, man. They're your family. Yeah. It's great. And he ordered food for us, like, consistently. He didn't even... Ask, like, didn't even ask what we wanted, just ordered it. I love that kind of thing. Like, don't even... Just do it. Yeah. Just so be a, when just I be a dope person. when I get there, there was just tons of coffees because the Starbucks was like next door, and he got like donuts and food and bagels and all the breakfast things, just like for us to eat any time while working, That's because awesome. you just sell so much shit. It's just stupid. So you have to like. I love that. That's like Comic Con nuts. downtown. During Comic Con, yeah. our bosses at Borough used to yeah. do the same thing. They get us like six in like couch size pizzas like no yes. joke yeah that i think that was the next round of food we did and then we were by hot dog on a stick he got like all these corn dogs mm -hmm. we we're by rubio's yep. so he got us like hella rubio's and i just remember like that's someone who actually gives a shit like he's not even wasting time asking us he just did it exactly and it went a long way because you don't have time to wait in line to get food that's mm -hmm. the worst part about working in the mall is that you don't have time to even like Eat. Yeah. You pretty much eat in the back. Exactly. You know, just That's really customer quick service right there. Yeah, because you you're don't tired. get to sit down and have a lunch. No. Like at all. No way. Just, just a reminder. Like Fly. when you ask about, <clears throat> I want to word this properly. 
when you ask your server if they're going on break or like lunch or if your server happens to like be in the middle of taking care of you Mm -hmm. and they say hey i'm going on break 90 percent of the time they are not going to sit down and have a nice lunch no they're standing in the back scarfing down tacos yeah they're running to their car to answer their phone it's like 10 or 15 minutes yeah it's it's definitely not what you would think when you go to lunch when you work a nine to five job because I've worked a nine yeah. to five and had a great time going to lunch. It yeah. was like oh, dude. a break Drastic difference mm-hmm. versus when I worked at a big girl job and I could like take a lunch. Taking a lunch uh, like oh the God. boss always took it out. Oh my, my God. It was so Everyone was nice. gone for like it, two hours. Yes. And then you come back and then it's great. Yeah. It's like and really easy. It was so great. Me Just coming back from lunch. Along. At a bar, I'm like, I'm exhausted. Oh my god, they're terrible. I need to, and you're mo- get back mandated into the to zone. take them. Yes, you have to take them, which sucks because most of the time you work through them. Oh. Okay, and I was in the paper punch in, punch out days too. Oh, wow. So then you have to punch in and punch out on time. So if yep. your break's thirty minutes, it's really not because you have to. It's a whole thing. Oh yeah, I remember standing in line with the puncher. Wow. Yeah, we yeah. had that. I guess that with some, um, some sheet with all the bars, it's just electronically but it's still like you have to you have a certain amount of time you have like allotted and uh, if you go over then a manager needs to like log you in and there's it's red like a whole thing i do have a really good um like good customer story that yeah. i want to share because it's freaking awesome good boss actually. or customer um, yeah let I me have, reciprocate those cool both, questions um i mean God, I, I don't even know how to, like, express my love for my bosses because I have so many great ones. Like, yeah. My downtown bosses are amazing and have been through literal, like, hells with me just getting through, you know, opening day downtown for baseball season and dealing Dude, with customers. And, you know, Comic-Con seven... downtown working at a bar. Like, Dude, it's serious. Comic-Con dealing with celebrities coming in because of Comic-Con. So there's totally. hella celebrities in town, like... You know, it's it's a whole other beast. And then, you know, I have, like, nothing bad to say about any of my bosses from customer service because, like, my boss at San Diego Brewing Company, like, literally still wish me happy birthday. So like, sweet. I haven't worked for them in, like, eight years. So sweet. And they literally still wish me happy birthday. They're, yeah. like, the kindest people ever. Yeah. And my bosses uh, from San Diego – or from High Dive – also amazing, like literal family, like mm-hmm. actual family members now. Um, my manager there, you know, is a badass. I just am grateful that mm-hmm. I have had some really, really good bosses. Mm-hmm. I've had people who like know what it's like to be the little guy, I think. Yeah, it takes, well, I guess to be a manager in a restaurant or a bar, it means that you've gone up the totem pole. Oh, Because yeah. you can't just... Oh, I previously managed at a financial firm. Yeah, and now I'm your boss. At the bar. Exactly. No, you have to, like, work your way up. So that, yeah. I think that means that they have to have the street cred. It, and it's so true. It's just like working in a kitchen. Like, you can't come out of culinary school and be like, I'm a chef now. You know how many people in the kitchen will <laughs> laugh in your fucking <laughs> face? Oh, chef. That's why I don't consider myself a chef. Because, like, yeah, I went to culinary oh school. Yes, I've worked in a kitchen. But, no, I do not have the street cred of being a chef. Like, mm-hmm. there's just no fucking way. Like, Quit uh-uh. walking around saying you're a 
jazz. Yeah, you know, if I gotta be fancy around some people, maybe I'll say it. But I really don't consider myself one for yeah, a good reason. There's definitely a climate for it. Like, yeah. it's hard because if I'm impressing, you know, Vanity Fair, I'll probably call myself a Jeff. But you know, <laughs> until that day happens, a mixologist and a Jeff. Yeah, you know, you know me. Yeah, but uh, so okay. This story's cool because this was, like, around this time last year-ish. Eh, a little bit earlier. I was working at High Dive, and I was telling my customer, because if you know anything about me, I just don't stop talking. So I, you know everything Nerd. about me, like, within 10 minutes of knowing me. Yeah, I think that's something we have in common. Like, some people don't come right out of the gates Honest. I'm like guns blazing. I'm like, yeah. you want to know everything about me? Here I'm motherfucking AM. But I have boundaries. You know, I'm not just going to throw some shit at you. Yeah. I just feel like people, like, you know a lot of stuff about me. I'm just like, I don't overly share, but I just like to share because. I ain't got time to hold back. Yeah. I don't want to. I got a lot of fun stories to tell. So I was telling this guy about me starting Not Your Nana's. And he was like, oh, that's so cool. You know, I want to support you in any way. And I was like, well, I'm not selling my product yet. Um, but you know, I'm going to pick up my sign today for the farmer's market and he goes, really? How much is it? And I told him how much it was. He fucking dropped down the cash for it and gave it to me. Oh, he paid my for my sign. God. So the guy who made my sign, oh my God, that's who's the actual angel, he charged me a specific amount and I gave him double. Because I had the money so for it, sweet. and I I put down double on it. Because I was like, dude, this this dude just, like, hooked me up for this. And he didn't even know me. He was like, I wish you the best of luck. Like, oh I God. hope you're successful. And he was just, like, the kindest person. And it's amazing what just, like, just a little bit of sprinkle of love or a lot or whatever. It's it goes pretty wild. such a long way. It's wild. And, you know, I could have – it's crazy how you can say stuff like that to – another person and they could have a completely different reaction. And, you know, I feel like as someone who doesn't go out to dinner ever because I don't enjoy them like at all. I don't enjoy restaurants. I know this is really weird. I don't enjoy going out to dinner. I know too much behind the curtain, so I can't, I can't enjoy it. I have a hard time relaxing. And, uh, but I do enjoy when a server fucking talks to me yeah i love when my server like has a conversation with me or like i try to break their little spiel or i try to break like their little mold i know that a lot of restaurants require a very specific amount of structure and you know little mini um dialogues that they need to do and uh, criteria they need to meet in order to make certain sales and that's definitely a thing and i kind of like to break it a little bit and just be like yo Take a load off when you're with us. and Why don't uh, you be an actual person for just a sec? Yeah. If you can handle it. Yeah, and I if like you, to do if that. You've got if it. you're able to just, like, take a breather and, like, be a person with us, yeah. please say a bad word around me. Like, just yeah. please say one bad just word. Just draw me a little wink so I know that you're in the know. Because yeah. I get when, like, if someone's working really hard and they're just being efficient and doing their job, I'm also like, I support you. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you don't have to tell me a story about your roommate or your cat. It's yeah, cool. I just want to know. Like, I want you to be friendly like I'm I'm super friendly towards my servers I'm always like super real with them and I want them to always like reciprocate that like I know that most of the time you guys are busy and it's hard but like if you have a spare moment like come talk to me yeah especially if you're holding back yeah go for that's the shit I do like like I love being talked to 
It's so come, nice. come talk to me. I'm coming to the bar because I want you to entertain me. That's why. That must be a big city thing. It maybe. must be because. I'm the la- I was trying to think of the last time I had like a pleasant interaction at a restaurant mm-hmm. and one it's been covid so not you know 6 months at least 12 years ago but my mom and I went to Spokane in September last year and we went to two different places where of course they're not busy we're the only customer in there or there's like two at a time just cute ass little restaurants mm-hmm. and I remember we went to a wine cellar and the chick like sat down with us I knew like what part that. of Washington she was from she gave us recommendations of where to go she was like so cute that's what you're supposed to yeah i'm like well yeah and how else do you pass the time beach like you know when you're working and you're talking to customers it's like where it's at it's the best thing ever and And they do come back it makes your job easier yeah and it's good for their company and for that personal person yes because it made our trip great Mm -hmm. and we will go back to that wine place when we go back to Spokane and then there was this breakfast place where we went there twice and it was like the same girl working both times and both times we were the only ones in there so she like talked to us and she knew we weren't from Spokane that's for show Mm -hmm. we walked into one place and they're like you must be here for the Robert Plant concert I'm dead Um, and we were like um yeah how'd you know and they're like you what did they say mom were we from Portland or Canada they're like well obviously you flew down from Canada (gasps) Or something like that's that. So and I was funny. like, that's great, but no, shockingly, no. No, we did that's not. That's not me. See, there's just a time and a place. Like, I yeah. get it on busy days. Don't expect a conversation from, from your server on a brunch, Sunday brunch at 11 a.m. No. Don't, don't expect that. Just but if you go in on a Wednesday sweet. at 2 p.m., the me bartender's a alone... Give her a little convo. Yeah. Ask for some conversation. Don't be creepy. Just, and I'm not saying smile because if you don't want to smile, bitch, you don't have to smile. I'm not going to be like, smile, you're going to look prettier. But I mean, like, yeah. if you're feeling it. Yeah, like, have a fucking conversation. When, like, have you ever thought about the last time? Like, smiles changed the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I am naturally a smiley person. But I'll tell you what. Like, so I'm a yoga teacher now. I didn't really talk about much. You know what's crazy is I don't really have any... I don't really have any yoga teacher complaints. So I've been teaching yoga for yeah, three girl. years now. And I was trying to think of like worst customer things. And trust me, like I've dealt with like stuff. It's pretty minor though. Like I have some funny ones at the farmer's market. I have only like funny yeah, ones though. But like with yoga, it's like all good is mm-hmm. how I feel. That's good. Yeah. You have good energy. Or like the very few things that have happened are like very specific, very personal, just like life shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. But with yoga, like, a smile goes a million miles away when it comes to your teacher. Yep. And I remember before I became a yoga teacher and was um, practicing at studios that the teachers that smiled at me and told me a little bit about themselves and talked to me, first of all, were few and far between. Same. And I think it's it's not their fault because in yoga teacher training, they kind of, like... It's been up for debate, like, how much of a relationship you should have with your teacher because of, like, creepy men trying to have sex with their students. Poor ejemplo. I literally can't roll my eyes <laughs> far back enough. Yeah. Y'all if I'm being honest. need to stop being creepy. Yeah. I don't know how many times I need We're to We're going to try myself. and help you. So I definitely know the narrative in like the 80s and 90s and like white LA yoga culture mm-hmm. was very much so to build a very strong boundary with your students out of respect for the practice of yoga versus now I do think it was the missing link that there needs to be, you know, it doesn't have to be like your yoga teacher is your therapist, but you can ask your yoga teacher for recommendations for therapy or like they're great people 
your yoga teacher is going to be a great networker depending on what you need. Like if you're looking for athletic results or if you're looking for spiritual help and yeah, guidance. Yeah, because they can kind of cater that class totally. towards you. A lot of yoga teachers, I feel like when I first started practicing, I had quite a few teachers that would be like, hey, does anyone in this class want to practice anything in specific yeah. before starting the class to integrate it into what yes. they have already planned for the class? I was always the girl that knew exactly what I wanted to ask and I was way too shy to ever. Oh, I always was like, lower back, please. My I'm, entire I'm, body And hurts. as a teacher, I appreciate that so much because it's crickets, dude. I'm like, hey, anything in particular? There's like 35 people and it's just crickets. They're all just like, Kit. are you going to teach us yet? Kit. And I get that because you go to a class to like have someone tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. And I have a plan. So you can tell sometimes too when teachers ask like, hey, is there anything you want to learn? Because I don't have anything planned. Yeah, that's awkward. Versus like, I always got something in my back pocket. Um, but sequencing has always been my favorite part of Yeah, yoga, it's just nice sure. to have a little bit of... Um Spontaneity. I've had people ask for customer service related things with yoga and I just tell them no. Interesting. Like what? Um, I had a woman say, are you ever going to teach a class without music, which is the actual traditional way to do yoga? And? And I said, um, I have considered it and no, I'll always be playing music. I like it with music. And I still considered her feedback. Like feedback is feedback, but she didn't like that answer. So she was like, well, can I put in a request for you to not play with any music and it's like a specifically heated um well here's the deal I have I don't know what to call it I don't want to identify some music as spiritual and some as not because everyone knows you can have a spiritual experience with Cardi B or Led Zeppelin it's very true or some um shimmy wam I don't know you can have some freaky deaky music music is just in its own realm of spirituality. Yeah, so you can't define what yoga has and what yoga doesn't have. But I hear what she's saying. She's talking about, like, practicing in silence. And there's yeah. places for that. They're yeah. called ashrams. And the modern yoga studio climate right now does not include a soundless practice. Because, unfortunately, um, it's just not trendy enough. But if you start the conversation, like, it wasn't until the third class where she says, I'm having a hard time hearing you. And, I, and it just so happened she was the only student that came. So, I, of course, I turned the music off. Mm-hmm. When it was her and I, and especially if she couldn't hear me because I am soft spoken, but I do or like your yoga voice is deeper though. Sorry, my yeah. clothes are yeah, that's true. Oh, I, I like her. <laughs> our faces can't be close to one another, so our feet are because <laughs> I got them long limbs. Go go gadget leg I over to you. I love it so much. I've had people say like, uh, the room isn't hot enough, and I need you to turn it up hotter. And I'm like, no. <laughs> You know, in the sweetest way ever. I'm smiling. I'm super happy. I have a plan. I know you don't think I have a plan, but there's a plan. You just got to trust. You got to let go. You got to understand that even though you're paying $970 a class to go to yoga, that you just got to let it go a little bit and that I will never touch you and I will never say anything inappropriate and I will always hold space for you and you will always be my first priority over anyone and anything else outside of that room. And that's something I can always promise you. And so I know you're getting to know me and that's great. But if you're worried about the heater, you got to look with it. If you're worried about, you know, unless you really have to pee, you're not thinking about anything else. Um, that's what, that's one thing it. I love about yoga is uh, <clears throat> it really helped me turn my brain off. That's yeah. why I enjoyed it. Yeah. Enjoy it. That's, well, I don't know why I put it in past tense. I still practice. Yeah. But uh, I definitely switched my music to like more quote unquote spiritual sounding music mm-hmm. to help people get Less in the words. zone. But ultimately, I think, it, yeah, it's a great way to connect your body in a different way because sound is healing. Yes. And sometimes the sound of your breathy neighbor. That's the other thing is I'm like, 
yeah, you're complaining about the sound of my music, but the things you're not hearing, like farts mm -hmm. or like who knows what. All the cracks in everyone's back. Oh my back gosh, you will toes. always find a noise to compl complain about, you know, yeah. unless I have it really loud and it's like injuring your ear hole. Like, mm -hmm. girl, I'm just telling you what, just straight Grown up in. from someone who's been practicing for a long time, there's going to be that creak in the floor. There's going to be that garbage truck that goes by. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get to a place where it doesn't bother you and you just notice it and you know it's temporary and it's never going to happen again. Mm -hmm. Like ever, ever, mm -hmm. ever, ever. Um, cause I keep it. We spice it up. I like it. You know what this show kind of reminds me of? Our show? Mm -hmm. This podcast? It reminds me of comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh that Seinfeld my gosh. show. Yes. But it's more like two white girls complaining about things while stoned <laughs> and <laughs> drinking coffee. And no one watches it. And no one is going to listen because they're going to be like, these girls are so I'm going to admit, I never annoying. liked Jerry Seinfeld ever, 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 really? ever. And I know that's not a popular opinion and I don't want the backlash of that. I totally understand. You just have people you like and you don't like. It's true. But I watched that show. I liked that and show. And he made me like driving. So that's, that's where he driving. hooked me because I... He's am, really into cars. He And he drives, like, real nice, and he's like, it's my meditation. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I can't afford his luxuriance, but what I'm saying is he... He meditates while driving, and that's something I lack in. Yeah. So he was the first person that I, like... Because I wanted to see all the comedians he had. Yeah, he had some really good ones yes. on. I remember telling my boss at High Dive about it, and I was because she loves Seinfeld. <clears throat> she talks about it all the time. She quotes it all the time. She used to bring it up all the time, and I was just like, oh my gosh. "No one watches Seinfeld. <laughs> no one." Yeah, I'm 24 Is at she the from time. The East Coast, and she's from the East Coast. Oh my god, I can nail it. People from the East Coast love. So Seinfeld. she was like always <laughs> bringing it up. She like always, and I'm just like, no one here. <sighs> ever talks about it like ever and so I just like make fun of her and then that show came out and I was like do you watch this show and she was like honestly I couldn't get into it and I was like oh my god I love it how funny because it's then, like a very Californian show it is and she was like you know why I can't get into it because I don't smoke like you do and she's oh like because you probably Lord. get stoned as shit and just watch it and you're just like so balls. intrigued and I was oh like gosh. that's so true I do watch it when high I'm high because it's just like soothing yes. but also hilarious yes so yeah uh, she made a great point and it makes me laugh every <laughs> single time i think about it it might have to take that it really just takes a good comedian that he's with i like how thoughtful he is with the car that he picks to he pick like matches it and, to the person yes, i could he's i the things he says about like his wife and their jokes and their things i'm like oh my god i would hate you you oh, would drive mind. me nuts. I, I love it. He would drive me crazy. And he would just sit there laughing. And I would just sit there stone-faced like a gargoyle-ass <laughs> beach. Like, I don't know what his sign is. Watch, we have the same fucking birthday. I'm, no, I'm kidding. Probably. There's no way. I want to I Google that. There's no compatibility in my stars with Jerry Seinfeld. I'm sorry Let's to hear that. It that way. I'm going to reference probably, like, every comedian, like, of all time during this show. Yeah. I'm the queen of unpopular opinions when it comes to, like... I. It's true. There are certain things I hid for so many years, like, because of the backlash of not liking something that's very popular. And I totally, like, I'm not hating on him. Yeah. I'm not like, he's a dumbass dick motherfucker. Yeah, like, you, you know, I just have like, an opinion. Yeah, like I just... Any normal and I can't help it. Is. It's just yeah. an opinion, but I also, like, totally respect that you like him, and I like a lot of things that people don't like, mm -hmm. so... And I'm like, eee. it's okay. Intern Maddie doesn't like Will Ferrell and it kind of crushes my heart, but me? I understand. I understand why, but it crushes me. I mean, 
Sorry, intern Maddie. I just freaking put you out on the internet. Right. I'm writing down Will Ferrell somewhere so we can talk about it. He's, He's definitely not like my favorite. Uh, my favorite's like Robin Williams and Jim Carrey. And a lot of people hate Jim Carrey. And I totally get my it. My mom despises him. So like I hate Dumb and Dumber. Let's be real. My mom like wouldn't that. even let us watch the new that new but Grinch with him in it because she doesn't like really? him. Really? Oh my god, that's do you have you seen it though? Oh yeah, it's of course. So it's amazing. It's, it's like so the good. only Christmas movie I'll watch. It's such a sure. great I love Christmas movies. Yeah. I don't love Christmas. Christmas movies are kinda great though. Yes. But that's a good one and my mom despises it. Oh my gosh, how funny. I love it like Ace Ventura and the mask like grew I watched up um on that. Liar Liar the other day. That penguin movie. Yeah, he's got some good ones. Liar, liar. And a I good watched one. the Truman Show recently too. Oh wow, that's a great movie. It's so that's good and it's worth watching again. So relevant to now, kind of. So it's relevant. weird. Yeah, it's Every weird. Every time you watch something or read 1984. Oh, um, I have a story. I actually, well, you kind of know a little bit about it from what happened earlier this week. I'm totally just changing the subject. I'm hippin so sorry. Hippin' and hoppin' on over. Um, so speaking of being, like, a good customer, mm-hmm. um, I had a situation this week where I got food poisoning from a restaurant. Oh. And um, instead of calling and complaining and bitching <laughs> and moaning... Because that's how I wanted to show up. I was like, so do I need to cut a throat of a bitch? <laughs> I, I have not had food poisoning in a very long time. And... As a person who works with food and a person who uh, has worked in the industry a very long time, it is gut-wrenching to hear that someone got sick from your facility. However, it is great to know what that person ate so that you can check on those items so it doesn't happen again. So, And if multiple people call, then you're on to something versus a one-time thing. And what I'm hopefully going to try and convey is that if this does happen to you, don't call kicking, screaming with demands. You tell them, you know, hey, I was at your establishment last night. This is what I had. I'm just letting you know that I may have gotten sick from your business. I don't know if you know that food poisoning does not hit your system between for about four to six hours. It takes some time that that amount of time. So if you feel sick immediately, it's clearly not what you just ate. It's from something. Unless it's like a food allergy, which is not the restaurant's fault necessarily. Right. That's your you fault. If, if you don't know. Oh and my gosh. You put a, yeah. put a freaking pin in that. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll have a whole episode on food allergies. Yeah, we really should. Because honestly, um, if I had to deal with any more customers who sat down at my restaurant and the first thing they say is what can I eat here? Bitch, I don't know. What is your allergy? You didn't tell me. You just are assuming that I know everything about you. I've never seen you before in my life. Literally eat vegan and gluten-free, and here's the deal. I don't show up to a burger shop and expect anybody to feed me. I do not expect anybody to change their menu items. And you know what awesome places do? I never expect them to. Yeah. The best it's, I'll do is, like, I'll take a bowl of your leaves. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing is, like, if you choose to have a specific um, health – oh, my God, what's the word I'm looking for? If, dietary, uh, dietary restriction. Dietary restriction. Thank you. Oh, my God, I pulled it out of my bee. God, I clearly can't function right now. Um, <laughs> if you choose to have that specific dietary restriction or you don't choose it and your body rejects it, like yeah. allergies, um, you as – the consumer need to inform your server or bartender of oh, those yes. things. You cannot 
walk into a place and demand for special treatment. You cannot come in with your own veggie patties. You cannot no. come in <laughs> with your own freaking sauces. Or what no, you should no, do no, is no, call no, them no. before you get there, which is what I do. Like, so for example, a lot of the times when my family goes to a fun, popular place, we have 14 or 15 people there and I want to go. So I'll call them ahead of time and ask if they have something or like, can I order something special? And then if not, right. like, some businesses that are next to each other support one another and let you eat. Like, remember our favorite bar? You can get the Mexican food and bring it into the bar. Yes. Where, where am I? Pal Joey's. Yes. You can order Mexican food and they're absolutely fine with yeah. you bringing it over. And yeah. there's two places in Claremont where some places let like, you and other restaurants don't because it's a and I respect it's a health code no. violation. You can call them. Don't expect them to say yes. Yeah. But I've called places before and said, Hey, I'm getting food in the shopping center at so and so's. May I bring it in? I have food allergies. And some of them will say, No, I want to make you something. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them will say, no, that's not okay. And then some of them will say, yeah, that's fine. But you can't be attached. Just call ahead of a time instead of springboarding exactly. it onto your waitress or your server. Excuse me. I'm so old school. <laughs> I took you back to Paris, 1100 BC. I'm so sorry. I'm now s- Christ is involved in I'm this. I'm literally slapping myself sorry, Jesus. for the deeply embedded but seriously, though, like of our language, I'm so sorry. But you are a beautiful example of like what to do before going to a restaurant. I think people are slowly. I hope that this, if anything comes out of this Corona, I hope that people <laughs> are starting to appreciate food and appreciate going out to dinner and appreciating all of these people who are working in restaurants and bars mm-hmm. right now and at fucking Target and at freaking yes. Payless and they're working so that you can buy a new pair of shoes for a place you can't even go right now. For real. Like, I really, really hope people are becoming appreciative of these yeah. things. And like, like you just said, you call ahead. Like, I don't understand where it like got lost in society where we just like stopped caring you about people. You just walk people. in and demand. Walk in with demands. Walk in 20 people deep on a Saturday night demanding with a that, table. Yeah, like that's a great example of another. It's uh, mind blowing. Like because if, if I have a table, like our family's always like 14 when mm-hmm. we go out to eat. So if they already know you're coming, you can even tell them what you want to order. Like it depends, yeah. like, you know, you can, it's especially amazing. when you're friendly with like your local places that you're eating, like they will accommodate you, but it's, you don't have to expect it in this like sassy bitch ass way. It's crazy. The, the amount of people who are just like, I can't believe I can't get a table right now. And I'm like, it's Saturday at 11 AM. Uh, it's like a major brunch day and the chargers are playing. Like I, know I the don't, world's just don't fucking open for you. I've never walked up to a really busy wild. place and been like, Fuck this place. I could never eat here. Because most San Diego places are like that. Like for snooze. You just know that you're going to wait for two hours. So it's located in a place where you get your little ticket. You have a little coffee. God forbid you talk to the person that you went with in the first place. Mm -hmm. And there's 797 other breakfast places. That you could. Pre-COVID. That you could have gone to. For real though. They're all gone. And if you really don't want to wait, you just go darn next time. And you go somewhere else. Yeah. You because know, guess what? Like, we live in a society where there's a restaurant on every corner. It's a very first world problem if you show up to a place that's so busy you can't get a table and you're bothered. Yeah. Like think like say that that's sentence so, out loud. That's so fucked up. I went out to buy a hundred dollar lunch and I had to wait for it because they couldn't immediately seat me. Seat me when I arrived. 
to feed me. What are we all, kings and queens? Like, everyone needs to, like, take a freaking well, yeah. chill pill. Everyone needs to eat some, like, humble fucking pie. Yes. Is, like, honestly what needs to happen. Totally. People are really starting to... I think to they f- have been this quarantine. I hope, I so. hope so. You know, I think people Kid are... Rock hasn't, but... <laughs> Has he ever though? But like, take you know, take a like look in the mirror. You know, like you're not as hot shit as you think you are. Like yeah, you roll up, person. you roll up into the wherever you are, yeah. the Target, the the Vons. You know, you <laughs> the, the place. You might have to wait in line. Yeah. And you know what? I had days in my past where I walked up to a nightclub. Yep, I said it, <laughs> and I would be pissed that I had to wait yeah. in line at a nightclub. But you know what i got in yes. i still got in you just had to, I'd wait, had to wait for five whole outside. minutes yeah like uh yeah what about disneyland y'all don't know how that works yeah it's called waiting a line to just <laughs> waiting it's no. called waiting a line <laughs> disneyland is the equivalent of just Spare waiting me. in line unless you have gone to fucking um what's the record store i'm thinking of that we grew up with um sam goody Oh my god! I, all oh the is moment, that it or no? the memories floating back. I'm thinking everything. Tower Records is oh, yellow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their last one was like off Sports Arena, but yeah. there was one down in PB. If you oh haven't waited god. in line for tickets for a concert, then I don't want to hear about it. We live in a society of convenience. Yeah, it's like um your your forefathers waited three days to see the Rolling Stones. So shut the fuck up. Pitch for a tent. Though. Because the real customer though. isn't always right. Because here's the deal. the pro- You know what? Let me just get Story Keller real quick, and then I'll segue into our small businesses. Okay. I just want to say that when you are angry about a long line, your feelings are valid. You are fully entitled to be pissed the fuck off. It and sucks. I don't know if you need permission from me or not, but I want you to know you're allowed to feel. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to be mad. You're allowed to be crazy. You're allowed to melt down and cry. You can feel all your feelings. When you throw your feelings at someone else and assume that the blame is on someone else, and that's your coping mechanism, that is going to pertain to every aspect of your life. And so even if you're an angry customer, you can let the manager know like, hey, I am super pissed and I'm not mad at you. I just want to let you know I'm really frustrated. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, I totally understand. Versus when you're like, your server sucks. Fuck you. This, yeah, yeah, I can't even, yeah, we can't even think of examples because we're so exhausted by it. I, um, I do want to finish with, so I did tell that restaurant, you know, um, what happened about me being sick and stuff. Did you like the way that they handled it? Extremely. They did an impeccable job. And I straight up was like, I told them I'm not looking for a handout. I'm just looking out for a fellow industry person. That is it. Yeah. And they insisted on giving me a free dinner and they gave me like a hundred dollar gift card to their store. That's really nice. That was not something I was looking for. Not something that was, I'm never going into a situation like looking for something. I've never, maybe it's my mentality. Maybe it's the way I was raised, but I never like look to get something out of somebody. I'm never trying to get free shit out of anything. Yes. Because I give a fuck about people. Absolutely. Do you hear that? DK, I'm so sorry about this noise. We're just wrapping up. (laughs) Ish. Our gardener just arrived. (laughs) So excuse us. Um, So, uh, you know, every episode we have a uh, person that we commemorate and we were sitting in a thinking, maybe it should be us. (laughs) Because we had this moment where we were like... Um, so what's this episode about us? What's the next episode about us? us. And the one after that, us, us. but also someone else, maybe. 
but maybe someone else. So for this episode, we wanted to talk about our two businesses. Um, and so for Adriana, not your Nona's sauce, you should go ahead and head over to her website for any of your pasta and pesto needs. And the website is www.notyournanasauce.com. Uh, the website is fresh and spick and span and probably needs to be updated on stock inventory. However, um, you can shoot me a little email if there's something on there that you feel needs to be updated. So we can contact you through this website. We can look at great pictures of your products. Yeah, I got great pictures of products. I'm working on some new stuff. (gasps) I have my seasonal coming out in Mm, mm, mm. probably two months, unfortunately. I'm like... I'm jumping the gun here. I keep thinking it's like September already. I think everyone wants some fall ass Halloween vibes. I mean, I, I decorate you. for fall or for Halloween in Just September. About now. Yeah. That's so, soon, dude. I know. Yeah. Uh, it's almost September and we're still in this yeah, teen this garbage hole. Anyway. <laughs> Scoots get Scott skirting on. Uber. Anyway, we got. Kelly's small business. Oh my goodness. Well, yoga teacher by trade. And so I want everyone to feel comfortable in the climate of them receiving the gift of yoga. But if you ever need any yoga teacher for public events, for your bachelorette, for your birthday, um, privates, or for your studio, um, please feel free to reach out to me. We have a fabulous website. I'm going to go ahead and tell you about our joint website, which is karmasdpodcast.com. That's (laughs) K-A-R-M-A-S-D podcast.com. (laughs) C-O-M. C-O-M. In case my freaky accent deterred you from that um and that's a great way to reach us and at any time yeah um, i have our email listed in there and we have some more information about the other fun stuff that we like to do and for the community we plan on hopefully making happen yes. at some point in the future we have so many fun events that will be coming up we're just you know waiting like everyone else so patiently for the world to open and feel genuinely feel comfortable and safe um I have never felt better energy in my life than when I was teaching classes of large capacity. And I miss 45 people smushed into a room with sweaty bodies all over one another. God, I loved your classes Uh, too. Thanks. I miss all of it. I miss the heat. I miss the stinky people. I miss mopping the floors. I miss You had like that ritual, like dialed in, girl. Back to back to back classes, 15 minutes in between. You just crushed it you, just, you were crushing it thanks you truly I loved were. it it was it felt easy like in the sense of it's just like right where I needed to be you thrive in yeah. that kind of environment though I think customer service prepared me for that too if you really mm-hmm. think about it because you, if you've ever worked register or something like that you just crank it you just hustle 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 go assembly line style I honestly think that everybody needs to work a customer service job totally. you need to work with human beings absolutely as as your customer, not like a coworker. That's that doesn't count. You so need- before the age of twenty, we're gonna have a little list for you of things to do. By the age of twenty, you need to have worked at least two customer service jobs, yeah. or one because you were a great employee for five years. Yeah, or, you know, whatever. Yeah, you need to have changed a diaper. Mm-hmm. Have you heard me? Do you know how many men out there, their first diaper they change is their child? Is, yeah, their own. I think that's cr- their own. <laughs> kids. Their own. Their own kids. Oh. I'm weak. Do you hear my uh, Sorry for all you And you know what? I'm not even being... <laughs> 
<laughs> so sorry for your poopers. Um, but pooper. that's also a societal thing that needs to shift, and I'm all here for it. So I'm saying, like, what you got to do is the next time you know someone that has a baby, be like, I want to change this bitch. Like, tell me how. How do I change this baby? And some, any mom would be love. they have to change 800 diapers a day, and they yes. would love to just show you and kind of walk you through it and that you actually care. You need to change a diaper, men and women, before you're 20 years old. And know how to make at least one meal for yourself. One full meal start to finish with, like, fuego, right? Like, on yeah. a stove. It needs yeah. to be, like, from scratch. You need to have one guy one under your dish. belt. Yeah. It could be fire-ass mashed potatoes. It yes. could be just, like, a sick-ass pasta dish. Throw on the carbs. Throw in the starch. Scrambled egg breakfast. Yo, a good-ass scrambled Almost egg. super easy. Frittata. You know, if, if the only thing you are able to do is open a package and put it in the microwave, honey, look, we're going to need you to, we're not going to blame your parents. Grow up a little we're bit. not going to blame anybody. We're just going to go on YouTube and type in the meal you want to learn and find that cheap ass one. You can find out so many fun things. And you know what's crazy? I offer so many cooking tutorials on my Instagram. Oh my gosh, what a great segue too. Oh my gosh, you learn I've learned so many things. For a lot of people I'm actually kind of surprised by the amount of people who actually watch these videos. Oh my gosh. I was I doing love this them. because I was losing my mind at the beginning of quarantine. Totally. And I was like, I need to channel my energy. And yeah. then now that the world's sort of like coming together, people are like coming up to me and they're like, I so watched cool. your I watched your tutorial on this and I'm out getting the the ingredients for oh it right now like at the market how and fulfilling like, for you it's super cool and my parents watch it and it's really funny because my dad likes to tell me what i do wrong um <laughs> so thanks dad yes he will forever be my biggest fan i love that halfway through the meal you stop and make a cocktail yeah i haven't in a while but i do like to make a cocktail i, love I haven't that. drank in a while yeah i feel it's pretty hot it's hot i don't have a reason i can't party with my friends i do want to like do a cheers for our creature comforts for one of our podcasts one time and i like very much a nice love ass. a booch or like a cocktail that's a nice like, that's a nice so. maybe we'll do it next week so you have kick at oh with kendra oh mm -hmm. my gosh we're gonna have so much fun so you have a kick-ass instagram that has all of these tutorials mm -hmm. for food available at any time that's free vegan and gluten-free options yes it's just you gotta filter through even There's the meat so ones many. you just substitute one thing for another so mm -hmm. you have like this awesome like shrimp scampi type yeah um re recipe and there are vegan gluten-free shrimp that you can get um so you can totally make it work or you yep. can substitute it with like fucking potatoes dude you can do it like literally whatever you want let's yeah. liberate tofu, you whatever and then i have a youtube channel um with my name kelly quarter and i have free yoga classes on there see there's and so much free stuff you yeah. can learn just by educating so what's yourself. funny is like in person i love teaching those um, like hot, ridiculous classes, just like Bikram style classes, um, vinyasa oriented. But then with YouTube, my bag is chair yoga. So I have all levels accessible. I have had I clients that are 78 and 84. I have amputee clients. I have uh, deaf and blind clients. Um, and not that that necessarily all works on YouTube, but I have had a lot of cool experiences um, where I got to realize how, I don't want to use the word cool experiences. It's more like I learned that the world needs to shift and change to the beautiful people in it, mm -hmm. the mosaic of people. And I enjoy the, ch the challenge of addressing like the physical and spiritual needs mm -hmm. of a person. And so, um, it's so nice even to connect virtually at the start of COVID. I had a couple older clients and then a couple injured clients, um, sports injuries type thing that just needed simple 
chair yoga, and you can feel pretty goofy doing it. But if it's me sitting there with you in your living room, like, it's me. It's just me. My friend uh, got injured during this pandemic and mm-hmm. i was just telling her that you teach uh chair yoga on youtube totally and because she's like looking for workouts and all yeah. of these things because she can't really stand it's to- if you think it's like, not hard you're kidding yourself because yeah it's chair yoga yeah what's you know up ab exercises you can do on a chair you can do everything on a chair so much shit we need Legs. to like i think every that's one thing i didn't do in my teacher training i think everyone should know how to teach a full start to finish chair yoga class that's awesome that's really cool you're gonna have a student that's t- I have had students where I'm too uncomfortable with them laying down on the floor, but I don't have the right chair or equipment or whatever to put Mm. them in a, like, pretty much a standard folding chair. So do you think as, like, a disabled person, they really want to try out yoga, but they know that yoga yoga studios don't offer that? I would say able bodies are able to go to the modern day inaccessible white yoga studio. That is what I know and breathe. And I am fully aware that that is not serving the entire community because I'm teaching athletes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a very specific bag of very well-groomed, practicing for a long time, and have the money to invest 100 to $200 a month for a membership. Yeah, it's very And I'm expensive. not going to sit here and say that it's not worth that amount of money in the slightest. I'm going to say that it's not accessible for everyone. And I spent every last dollar I had buying Groupons to go to yoga, and I couldn't afford it. And I became a yoga teacher great great lengths because of it and so i know that there are so many people in my life yoga game god very soon and so many people are these pioneers that are advocating to the accessibility because there are people that were born for yoga Mm -hmm. their life already is yoga Mm -hmm. their spirit is yoga they live and breathe that meditation every day and they don't have access to the classes because of their body or um even like myself as a type 1 diabetic um i've had people come up to me and say um you're not allowed to have non-water drinks at your mat like Gatorade or a juice box or whatever and I'm like it's like a medical reason yeah and so those are the kinds of things that's just trying to stay in my lane with what I've experienced but I know that really most of my friends and family don't even come to my classes I teach because it's for a very specific like athletic performance your classes are hard as shit they're like ridic yeah um i make them accessible for other people but your spirit has to be strong-willed to um to take the challenge and you will stand out and i think that's why it's not approachable because here's the deal your yoga teacher will absolutely give you modifications so that every class is accessible but you have to be your number one advocate and that is very hard Mm -hmm. you have to go out of your way and tell your teacher i this is what's going on with my body. I'm not doing this or this. And any good yoga teacher will listen, respect, and, and give hear you, those you proper modifications. and not make you feel like you are a fat loser yep. for yep. skipping anything. And yep. if that's their initial response and it doesn't feel good, it's totally okay to walk out of a class and take a different one mm-hmm. because I we've all had some weird ass fitness class teachers and it's offensive what comes out of their mouths. Yeah, you are of, allowed to. It's very, um, you know that that fat camp Disney movie with Ben Stiller. <gasps> Absolutely. Oh my God. What am I, why am I blanking on the name? It was movie? so excellent. Heavyweights. Yes. It's like the Ben Stiller's character in heavyweights. He was yes. just like, 
that shaming these poor kids. Absolutely. So hard. That show is terrible and great. That movie is very funny because wow. obviously the underdog wins because, duh. And the movie was four hours long on Disney because there was 10,000 commercials every single yeah, time. Yeah, I think the movie's like 98 minutes. <gasps> we should watch it. And so is this episode. So thanks for watching, everyone. <laughs> no, for fucking real, though. Um, uh-huh. We're going to wrap up because uh, it's... It's hot in here. It's hot in here. So we're promoting ourselves this episode. If you want to check (laughs) out our website, I have everything typed up of what we talked about today and how you can reach out to us if you have any pasta or yoga questions. And uh, let us know if you have any crazy customer war stories or... You know, happy time stories. We want to hear. We would love to hear all about it. Maybe we'll cook you an Italian dinner and give you some yoga. It'll be great. Maybe that'll be a prize one day. (gasps) Have us come into your house, cook you dinner. One day. Okay. Alrighty. Ciao. See ya. Bye.